950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Well, you know me. Well, how many times did I have Larry Millette on to talk about mystery writing? Not only do I love his books about uh, history of Minneapolis, but I always loved his Sherlock Holmes book because I am a fan of mysteries. And uh, it's uh, an absolute pleasure to welcome another author, of uh, writer of mysteries. Mary Logue is kind enough to join us. The Big Sugar, A Bridget Reared in Mystery is her latest book, and she's kind enough today to talk about it as well as some of her other writing. We've got some events that are coming up for her, too. We'll talk about those in a second. Mary, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. Well, I appreciate being here, and I love Larry Millette's books too. Oh, you, oh okay. <laughs> We're going to focus on you, but at some point, I'm having Good. you back. At some point, I'm having you back. We'll just talk Larry Millette stuff. Uh, <laughs> the, the, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of mysteries because, and I want to give you a lot of credit because you as well seem to get it. It, it the concept of writing a mystery is is not easy. And I think it's it's a fairly complicated thing. I, I, let me start with there. How when you write a mystery novel, how do you approach it? Are you approaching it from character? Are you approaching it from the mystery itself? How what's your what's your focus? Well, that's a really good question. I mean, I, you know, I I write series. So with my Claire Watkins series, I had nine books in that series, and um, so I got to know the character pretty well. So I don't have to focus so much on that. Um, with this new series, Bridget, the Bridget Reardon series, I'm, I'm getting to know more about her, but I did establish a lot. She's a 16-year-old Irish girl, an immigrant in the 1880s. And, um, you know, I, I actually think a lot of what the work I do is around place, believe mm-hmm. it or not, that oftentimes the place will will kind of form the mystery, like what would happen in this place that would maybe happen no other place. It makes it also makes sense to get on get to Well, it does, and I mean, it makes it also makes sense to get on get to We'll talk about the location of uh, your uh, Bridge Reardon uh, stories here, but I, I'll start with. I was reading a little bit about this. The first one of these stories of uh, the Reardon series is the Streel. And it sounds mm-hmm. like that was based a bit on a real story, correct? Pieces of it. Pieces, Pieces of, it. Okay. of it. You know, I love, what I have found is I love doing research. And um, so the summit, at, there, she, Bridget comes over from Ireland and she lands in New York and then she goes to Summit Avenue. And I did a lot of research. I called it the Hunt family, but it's very much based on the Hill family. So that's, does that mean that's the kind of thing I do? And um, what happens is the more research I do, the more ideas I get for the twists and turns of my mystery. I, and, and forgive me if you've already talked about this at length, but I, I, was it when you read about the character? Because, I mean, you did Claire Watkins, you did quite a few stories there. And with that character, was it just. It was a time for a change, or is like, oh my goodness, I've got to write about this character. It just all came to you, and decided you decided to make the turn. What what was that motivation to to after having a success with the Claire Watkins series to move on to Bridget Reardon? Yeah, great question. And um, you know, I think I'm just starting to figure it out in a way. I <laughs> I did feel. There's, if you read the Claire Watkins series, there's an arc to the whole series. So mm. I felt like I had taken Claire. She becomes a de- the, sh- the sheriff 
of Pepin County. Her daughter grows up. She gets married. You know, there was a real sense of getting her settled, <laughs> if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and then what happened was I got a grant from the Minnesota Historical Society to write a book on my grandmother. Now, my grandmother lived in western Minnesota in a little town called Chicago. And the more research I did on my Irish ancestry through her and and through uh, her husband, I actually was able to find um, the boat manifest for when my ancestors came over from Ireland. And something just kind of hit me really hard, like these are real people that that did kind of an amazing thing to leave everything they knew behind and come. So based on that, I started to brew and kind of come up with who would be a good character to really express what I felt when I saw, and kind of when I began to come to understand what the choices they had made to leave their country. Because I'm pretty sure this is true. Most immigrants do not want to leave. Mm. And certainly Bridget and her brother Seamus did not, but they were forced. So um, anyway, that's how she came to be. And the other thing that I learned in writing about my grandmother was I love doing research. <laughs> and so doing historical research has just been a lot of fun. Well, and it does because there's every one of those people. We look at a manifest from a, a boat in the 1880s, and it's all a bunch of people. And myself, I've, I've done the same thing. I mean, we've, we've been able to track down when the family came over from Scotland and got into Nova Scotia, and they drove for streetcars in New York City and fought for New York in the Civil oh, War. And you could tra- right. and track it all. And then all of a sudden, they discovered iron ore in the UP, and anyone that had <laughs> mining experience went up there, and then, then they found it in northern Minnesota. They moved to Minnesota. And so, you know, you can find that trail. And you, I agree with you. I think— the one thing that the, the, the narrative, and it's, it's a, still a current one today, is that it's an invasion when it comes to immigrants. I don't think immigrants necessarily want to come to a new place, especially right. a place they know is going to be hostile, a place that's going to be right. hard. But I think that they, they, they come there because whatever the reasons they are there, they have no other choice but to go. Right, and I don't make a big point about it in my books, but I do mention it. At the time that Bridget and her brother came over, the Irish were very much looked down upon. Um, they they were often signs were put up, no Irish allowed, and, um, you know, they grew out of that, but um, at first, you know, they, it, was a, it was a hostile environment for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, joining us right now, Mary Logue. Uh, the writer, the the story is the Big Sugar, a Bridget Reardon mystery. You you kind of one thing as well changed up with the first series with the Claire Watkins to move to Bridget Reardon, and you explored that there as you kind of got out of what was it Pepin County for Claire, and <laughs> uh-huh. you, you were your, your first book, the first book in this series, uh, the Streel that took place in Redwood, and now you're moving further west. Talk a little bit about that because. Uh, yeah. that, that's got to be that's it's got to be interesting and quite a bit invigorating to to look at new areas to write about and do the research there. Right. Well, I was just again so impressed with what these people did that they moved across the country. I mean, even for my you know my ancestors to get to Western Minnesota, and I so again it's just I let my mind go. And what if she keeps moving westward, Mm -hmm. and she keeps going across the country because 
it, there's just so many interesting things that are happening at this time. For example, in Cheyenne, when she gets there, the women have just gotten the vote yeah. in that part of the country, not throughout the country, just there. And, and again, the suffragette movement, and it's just... Um, it, it's just so. I just find it so full of joy to do this research and and really realize how our country has come to be and how it is continuing to come to be. Well, and that's one of the things about Wyoming, which a lot of people wouldn't realize. I think they had the first female governor. Yes. And yep. they, and you're right. They, women had the right to vote there than before any other state because that was kind of when they came into the union. That was kind of an issue that was talked about, and they kind of made it a a, a, a safe space for women and their rights. And so I, I can easily see how a character would want to go somewhere like that because you're going to feel like you're going to have more opportunities. Right, and what's interesting is they had to let the women in to have enough people voting in order to get into the union. So it's very interesting. And just a heads up, the next book is going to be set in Salt Lake City at the time that that Utah wants to come into the union, and they can only do that if polygamy is outlawed. So again, it's just wham, right into a, a whole kettle of fish if you will <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm going to because I, I i do not like spoiling things and sometimes you say something about a story that you shouldn't so i'm going to let you okay i want to let you give you give you the opportunity here why don't you give the basic uh, just the basic plot story of the big sugar yes well i'll do it without giving too much away although it happens very quickly um so Bridget and her partner, Powrick, they get to Cheyenne, and they're looking for her brother, and they, they end up getting hold of a Saudi, buying a Saudi, and, uh, and getting horses. And Bridget goes out one day and discovers uh, a murder. Mm. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> uh, but you see, that, that's the key. And, I mean, as, you, as we talked about at the beginning here, is you start to live life and try to look through life as that character. It, yes. it, 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 I imagine then when it comes to writing a mystery, which once again are incredibly complicated, these are not easy stories to write, it kind of helps you the more chapters, you, more stories that you write about them to be able to, to kind of figure out how they would look at it. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because the other thing I've done, I do have some Irish Gaelic words in my vocabulary, but I've been purposefully reading Irish novels and reading Irish novels from that time period to hear that voice coming through, because I'm writing in first person. And so I really kind of fall into Bridget's way of talking. Mm Well, and, and was that something you had before you did the research, or as you became more enamored with the historical research, something you more adopted? Um, I think a bit of both. I mean, I, I again, I, the streel is a Gaelic word that my mother called us when we were not well put together. <laughs> and so I have realized as a writer that I have Gaelic words in my vocabulary. I just didn't know they were Gaelic. I just thought Everybody had them. So it's interesting how our backgrounds kind of come into. And I think even the cadence of a sentence, I kind of have that. So 
I know exactly what you're talking about. My mom used to swear at us in Spanish. And so <laughs> and so I said, I don't know Severus, but then I'll say, well, I know this term. And everyone's like looking at me like, okay, apparently I'm now realizing my mom, it was her way of not swearing at us straightforward, but I, I, right, I, do, right. I do okay in a bar sometimes. So. <laughs> Hey, and um, I want to make sure to mention these two events of mine coming up. Sure. I well, I was going to say one, okay. one, one of them is uh, is going to be over at um, the Once Upon a Crime coming up here on the 27th, right? The Saturday. Right. right. Noon to 2. And then after that, I'll be at Next Chapter Bookstore uh, June 6th at 6 o'clock. And um, just really, really fun to get out and, and talk about this book. Well, and once again, that Once Upon a Crime, that's on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, the 27th, and that's at noon once again? Mm-hmm. And then, yep. And then next chapter, books, which next chapter, of course, friends here of the station, uh, that's June 6th. What time is that one? Do you know? Yeah, 6 o'clock, 6, 6 p.m. Not, not in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> grab your coffee. No, it's 6 p.m. on June, well, yeah, June 6th at 6 p.m. Easy to remember that, next chapter books. So you you kind of reference the fact that you already have a third book written here, or you're in the process, I should say. Um, it, yes, I, I, well, it's interesting, yeah, because when I started this series, again, I had a sense of uh, what what I am now doing, mm-hmm. which is taking her across the country. So uh, what I know at this moment is she will go. So I've written the first chapter, but I haven't done a lot of research on Salt Lake City, and I have to get go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she'll go on to, I hope, to uh, San Francisco. And if I live long enough, and she does too, I think I might try to get her back to Ireland. Wow. That, that, yeah. that, no, I can, I mean, just, just knowing how writers work, my gosh, that's the amount of research you're going to have to do. You know, it's, it's, I said this one time and I didn't mean to, this is not a slight on Stephen King. He's a fantastic writer, but he, a lot of his stuff's in Maine. He knows Maine. He knows that when, so when you, <laughs> when you, when you start going out into these other areas, I mean, you, like you said, you've got to do the research in Salt Lake City, then in San Francisco, which is going to be complicated. And then you got yeah. to go back to Ireland. That is how, how long does it take you to research before you write one of these books? You know, I I'm not a a book a year person. I'm kind of I take I think and work kind of loosely on a book for almost a year before I really start writing much down. Mm-hmm. However, you know, there's no there's no it's not uh, made in stone, cut in stone, or however they say that. You know, I because for example, I. All of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, I, I knew where the next book should start, and I did write like three or four pages. But generally, I write through a book. I'm living it as I'm writing it. Uh, I will be remiss if I did not bring up the fact that you have published a lot of you know, stories, poems, but I got to mention that Sleep Like a Tiger, uh, <laughs> the award-winning book, you were part of there, a children's book. Uh, yeah, you know, and that was a while back. I mean, it was it was a while back then. But uh, you know, talk about a diverse ability to write. I mean, that is you you really have an amazing talent here to be able to cross genres as well as you do. And once again, the the, the Sleep Like a Tiger that won a ton of awards. Yes, it was even the best picture book in Japan. It's been translated, I'm not sure how many places. But, you know, I I was very lucky. I taught at Hamlin University, and I taught in their uh, master's program for writing for children. And they brought in writers from all over the country, and I learned what 
As I was teaching, I learned so much there, as we often do when we teach. And that's kind of where Sleep Like a Tiger. And then to get such a wonderful illustrator, I just I just felt like the luckiest person. You can find all of her books. Once again, you're going to be over uh, at, uh, uh, at Next Chapter Booksellers. And uh, where was the other place you're going to be? Uh, Once Upon a Crime. Once Upon a Crime as well. You can find all of her books there. Order them through there. Help your local bookstore for sure. The Big Sugar, a, a, the, the Big Sugar, a Bridget Reardon mystery, Mary Logue. Once again, you come back anytime. I love chatting All with right. you. All right. <laughs> well, I love talking with you, and thanks so much. I really appreciate it. I'll show the book up here on the camera while we're in the break. Uh, thank you very much, Mary. Uh, 952 okay. uh, 6205 952-946-6205. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.